Thanks for listening to Mindfulness for the Modern Family podcast, where we dive deep into all things parenting and family. We talk about what mindfulness means within the family dynamic and how self-care is crucial, not only for ourselves, but for those we love. I'm your host, Shayla Peary. As a guided meditation teacher, mindful parenting has always been, well, top of mind for me as I raise my daughter. I'm curious to know what others have experienced and what we can learn from each other and our kids. You can find more episodes at shaylapiri.ca or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Today, we're joined by Tamara Vasatskaya, who is a writer, editor, and podcaster who has recently moved to Toronto from Russia, where she was a columnist at an independent Russian parenting magazine. Tamara is the mother of a young boy and is expecting another baby in the spring. Tamara, thank you so much for being on the show. It's so nice to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. So Tamara, you have a six-year-old. That's right. And you are expecting in April. Yeah, that's right too. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. What's one thing you wish someone would have told you about becoming a parent? I think that actually the thing I would like to know before I actually became a parent is how much um how much traumatic experience uh being a parent actually um brings back to you you know at some point oh that's so interesting because all the things that happened to you as a child you start actually relieving it and somehow like re-experience it re-experiencing it again and again with your own kid and then you start, you know, reflecting on your previous experience. And sometimes it can be really, really tough and really hard. Mm-hmm. And like in my line of work, I used to talk to a lot of different like specialists, like psychologists and psychotherapists. And they all confirmed it that actually, like, even if you have some hidden trauma that you have been not able to fully process and you have just, you know, uh, just learned how to live with this trauma. But when you have your own child all your memories and all your childhood experience just rushes back to you and you have to figure it out somehow because you have to deal with your actual kid and you have to deal with your like inner child you know that you kind of have inside of you (laughs) metaphorically speaking absolutely absolutely so um i'm an author and i just published a an interactive meditation journal that has it's a nine-week guided meditation program actually and the purpose of it is for inner child healing because i can completely relate relate to what you're saying and i know that so so many people can as well when when you were talking to um experts in your field what was their advice on how to deal with this sort of trauma that comes up while you're parenting well, uh, if we talk about some very, like, you know, uh, common advice, uh, normally it's just, you know, go to therapy and do, do some therapy mm-hmm. and work through your uh, relationship with your parents, whether they're alive or not. You just need to, you know, figure it out for, for yourself. How to, um, how do you feel about your childhood experiences and how you can relieve your childhood memories in the way that they will not hurt you anymore? Yes. Um, sometimes uh, they uh advice to you know somehow somehow reconcile with your parents like maybe confront them about your past or maybe just you know um say your stories or demand them to say their their apologies to you for something they've done and they right. maybe didn't even consider it to be a problem at the moment but now you're like living with it and you're thinking about it and you need to have some feedback from them yeah and some closure so you can move on yeah whatever works yeah 
I guess the bottom line here is that you need to face this experience, you need to face this trauma and you need to do something about it because again when you have a kid it's not so easy to ignore it anymore because it, it is going to just you know burst out of you at some point. Yes and so I think we're in such a, a unique and different space now in terms of um, our not only our generation but everyone who's a, a parent today so many parents um, are seeking to bring that mindfulness and that conscious parenting into their daily lives so that they don't make the same mistakes maybe that their parents made or you know and sometimes um, what we experienced as kids didn't even register as maybe being uh, a bit traumatic or harmful with our parents right yeah so uh, I think things are pointing in the dire right direction and I think it's giving Uh, a lot of people hope there's so many resources available today and hopefully our kids will be brought up to have a, a different mindset and they'll be better equipped to be parents themselves. Absolutely. That's like the main goal of, you know, getting better, not only as a parent, but as a person in general, just, you know, working on yourself, mm -hmm. working on your mental health, on your... Uh, state of mind and just maybe reframing some things that you thought were okay when you were a kid but they're yeah. obviously not okay <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so um tomorrow you moved here last year from russia yeah can you that tell us true. um about this experience and about how this transition has been for <laughs> you and your family honestly i feel like this transition is still not completely over you know it takes a lot of time to yeah get adjusted to you know moving like half across the globe so <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's kind of a tough experience but honestly um my husband and i we've been together for a, quite a long time already so and we've been through a lot like a lot of different life challenges so yeah i don't think that this somehow like seriously influenced us as a family like you know as, as a group um it was a little bit hard with my son but i think he is at a like a very good age when he moved here so when when we moved here he was just four right so he didn't have any like you know best friends back home or he didn't have any like stable routine back there okay uh so i think it was easier for him to transition to live in this completely new life than it was for us because we left all of our friends behind and all of our extended families mm -hmm. so it was kind of tough but for him it was good and honestly i think uh if we talk about um about my son uh he is adjusting perfectly way better than us <laughs> well that's good already... that's good news yeah that's that's perfect i mean he picked up the language in like first couple of months wow. and he loves going to school and yeah he, he has tons of friends and this is amazing i honestly i'm a little bit jealous looking at him because he's <laughs> so good at it really <laughs> I was going to ask you um, how you and your husband are coping in terms of network, like networking, and do you have a community of people? How are you supporting yourselves that way in, in your adjustment? Yeah, that has not been really going well uh, for us. Um, I mean, we're trying, we're trying to to find some connections and to build some kind of a net, especially now when, when you know, I'm pregnant and it's good to have some kind of a security system that mm -hmm. can help you around and just, you know, look out for you. But unfortunately, I can't say that we have established anything very solid and practical at this point. Um, I don't know what is the issue. I mean, I think we're pretty likable people. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I don't exactly know, like maybe uh, it's just that 
it's really hard, you know, to find new friends when you are in your thirties or like uh, when you're already an adult. And I know that most of the people socialize through their like school environment or their work environment, and when they mm-hmm. go out and they yeah. communicate with people and they start building some meaningful connections there. But we just, you know, we had to hit the ground running and we just arrive in a new country and start looking for some people and to make some meaningful connections with them while they already have friends and they already have their you know support network uh and we are not yeah it's hard yeah yeah and we're not very eager to uh connect a lot like in uh russian-speaking community because you know i'm not quite sure if i should get like political <laughs> here but you can totally uh, it's, get it's... political Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, like a tough year and uh, there are a lot of different people. Uh, and after the war began, like people started expressing very different points of view. Mm-hmm. And most of them were quite different from what we were uh, thinking. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the Russian speaking community here in Toronto, for what I can say and for what I can see, uh, it's a little bit um, conservative in its um, views. So... Okay. I don't think that we can actually share, you know, the same the same ideas mm. with them. Well, hopefully through your kids' schools school you can start to make some connections eventually and yeah, just hope so too. try to branch out. Um and I know so we connected through Facebook, uh when I was sending it out there to the world yeah. that I was looking for people to interview for the podcast. So I'm just wondering If, if you're open to people connecting, messaging you through Facebook and inviting you to different community events or, you know, what's your, yeah, yeah? that would be lovely. That would be lovely. Yeah. I, okay. I might be a little bit uh, shy in the beginning myself. So I guess maybe just having this extra push from somebody else would be nice. So yeah, I totally don't mind. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. All right, well, we'll make sure to include your Facebook link um, in the description for everybody. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we talked about, you know, that you have a six-year-old and that you have a baby on the way. We only have one daughter. And I remember how tired I was during my pregnancy with her. And I was just wanted to ask you, how what's it like, you know, um, being far along in your pregnancy and, and having another child? And is it challenging or is he so easy at this age? What's your experience been like? Um, it's been all right. I had a very severe, um, I wouldn't call it morning sickness because it was more like, you know, all day long sickness Yeah. Uh, during my first trimester. So that was pretty tough and I was pretty much laying in bed all the time and barely doing anything. Uh, luckily my husband can jump in and do all the th- things that I'm not able to do at the moment. So it, it went smoothly. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I think that uh, my sort of life hack is that I am very lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm generally very lazy. This is part one. And part two is that I don't feel bad about it. Good. This is very important because, because you know, when you're lazy and you're like, you're being lazy, but you keep beating yourself up and just like telling yourself how lazy you are and how wrong it is and how everything is falling apart while you're being lazy, then it's not working, yeah. you know? But uh, when you are lazy and you don't mind and nobody, you know, just uh, sees any problem with it, then I think it's perfect. So, of course, I do, <laughs> I do a lot of things around the house, but 
only when I feel like doing it and only when I feel that it's like comfortable for me to do so. That was the second part of my question is, um, you know, what does self-care mean for you and what is your self-care routine? And, you know, you can put a more a different spin on it and say like, you know, you're resting when you need to and you're listening to your body and it's so important, right? So I'm hearing that, you know, a lot of rest and just really listening to yourself is a huge part of your self-care routine. Is there, do you do anything else? Uh, well, if we get into more specific things, um, I like to do stuff with my hands, you know, just like um, making puzzles or uh, crocheting or knitting oh, or... Nice. Uh, making some Lego sculptures with my son or whatever. I like, really yeah. like, like getting my hands busy, you know, and doing something, especially when it's something small that needs like some very precise, <laughs> precise movements. Do you find that that's meditative? A lot of people yeah. say that working with their hands like that is a form of meditation. It kind of is. It kind of is. And the thing that um, I find it that it's very like healing for me because I spend most of my day uh, working at the computer and I feel like I have to deal with a lot of, you know, like unmaterialistic things when I just, when I write something or do something. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so in the end of the day, I just need to connect with something real and just to put my hands into something and to feel some different textures and feel some different materials. Nice. Uh, cooking is the same way, but I don't very often feel like cooking, but it works too, yeah. <laughs> so are you? So are you still writing? You're doing a lot of writing from home. Or? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, unfortunately, I unfortunately, I guess, uh, like still most of the writing I do, uh, I do it in Russian. I do it for my um, previous and and uh, current uh, part time employer. Mm -hmm. I write um, parenting columns. I write essays. I write some uh, like long features, but all of them are. In Russian at the moment. I've been trying to pitch to various uh, local media, but it's really tough to get into, but I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully you'll form some connections through, through this podcast. That'd be fantastic for you. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Next question is, many of us find that we've intentionally done things differently than our parents did. We've already talked about this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, so for example, you know, when my daughter was really little, this is just a, a smaller thing that does make a big difference. But if she was upset about something, I would get down to her level and make eye contact with her and make sure that she felt heard and, um, you know, acknowledged instead of just brushing off her feelings, which a lot of us were raised with that, you know, suck it up kind of yeah. mentality. Right. So, yeah. um, uh, and, you know, I always tried to make sure that I wasn't dismissing her feelings. So, you know, we've already talked about this and that you can relate to this. Um, so given that you write columns on parenting and that, you know, you're an expert in the area, what are some um, tips that you can share with everybody in terms of conscious, mindful parenting? I think one of the like general and central recommendations I can get is that, um, don't be afraid to become a cycle breaker mm. because, you know, this whole tendency of breaking some hurtful cycles in the family is very much on trend right now. Yeah. And people are talking a lot about it. And I think it's very cool. It's, it's very great that people do that and that people are being vocal about it as well. I feel like many of the people, like regardless of what country they live in, actually uh, have experienced some like traumatic things while they were growing up. Yeah. And some of those things, they run in the family. I mean, they're just like, you know, being 
passed through the generations, they've been inherited, like, for example, if we take a very simple thing, like, you know, corporal punishment, like when kids are being beaten or spanked because they did something Mm -hmm. wrong. And for many, many years, it has been considered to be a right thing to do because, you know, like, how else would you teach them? They they won't listen. Why wouldn't you just, you know? And it's good that nowadays people are talking about it and figuring out that actually it's it's not okay. It's it doesn't work. Yes, it doesn't work and it's not okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And like corporal punishment is a big thing, right? It's like a major thing. It's a like a question of abuse. But there are a lot of lots of little things that are relevant too and that are problematic too. We just don't talk about them as much. And I think that maybe we should start talking and we should start uh, again reflecting on our previous experience. And as parents, uh, we need to break some of those maybe just little cycles that were that we were growing up in and try creating some new dynamic, <laughs> try creating some new patterns. I totally agree. I think that's so, so important and relevant. And so to me, it's really interesting that you said, you know, your answer to that question, what's one thing someone would have told you? And your answer was that parenting can be triggering in terms of your own childhood experience. So, you know, maybe there's some sort of program that can be developed or some sort of workbook for parents to sit down, um, you know, while they're expecting their children and work out what are some things that I do not want to repeat? What are some family patterns, some ancestral patterns or, um, you know, behaviors that they want to, want to consciously end in raising their own, their own kids? That could be really interesting. It seems like there, there might be a need for that. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting idea. But another thing is that some things you cannot prepare to beforehand, you know, mm. uh, before having an actual child, you might not be even aware of the problems that you might have. Right. Good you know, point. because you keep living your adult life and just thinking that everything is fine and you have it all figured out. But then you have a kid who is being unpredictable, who is being like demanded all the time who is being sensitive or annoying and you have to deal with it. And then you start finding out that there is something dark inside of you that you cannot quite control mm. and that you cannot quite articulate and put into words. And this is the moment when you realize that you actually have something you need to work with. You need to, you know, just yeah. get this out of yourself and look at it and figure out what to do about it. Yeah, that's totally valid. There's some things we can't prepare for and some things that really only, you know, therapy and professional help can help you work through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So as a mother, and since you've become a mother, how has your definition of success changed or has it? Uh, I don't know. I think the, like the bottom line of being successful as a parent is uh, being all right with your choices, with the choices you make. I guess it applies like generally in, in everything in life, like because there is no particular right way to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, the main part is that all the choices you make align with your um, idea of being, you know, happy person, of being uh, like a, a good person or whatever. So... When you're raising your kids and making some parenting choices, I think it's very important that you feel at ease with these choices, that you feel that these choices are exactly what you wanted to do. And like the outcomes of these choices are also what you expected them to be or or not, because, you know, kids, <laughs> it, it can go either way. <laughs> right. Uh, right. But still, and um, while I was working a lot with writing like... Um, 
content for parents, I realized that lots of parents seek for some simple manuals for instructions. Uh, they want to be told to like how to do something like mm -hmm. how do I make my kid stop crying? How do I put my kid to bed? But the answer is there is no right answer. I mean, all kids are different and all parents are different. Right. And there is a lot of multiple options you can choose from, actually, like if you know them, if you're mm -hmm. aware, if you like did some homework and prepared. Uh, and so the best thing is to take responsibility mm -hmm. and to make those choices, but make sure that these choices are good choices yeah. for you and for your kid. And I think this is like the most important thing that actually, and this is the ultimate goal for me. I want to be like a successful parent in terms that um, the choices I make, the parenting choices I make are the ones that sit right with me and with my kid. And we both feel good about it in the end. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. There's never a cookie cutter answer or way of doing things. No right and wrong. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, well, thanks, Tamara. That, that was great advice. So um, our final question is, and I think I have a sense of, you know, what your answer is going to be, but um, what does mindful parenting mean to you? I think that mindful parenting includes a lot of you know, reflecting on the things that you do and the things that you, again, that you choose to do. Um, because, again, I think that mindful parenting has not been a very popular thing, like even, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, because uh, people like to have some kind of a instruction. There, there were, of course, parenting books existed, but they were very, you know, strict, I think. Uh, I'm not quite sure what was popular here in Canada at the time, but yeah. uh, back home, those were like literal guidelines and manuals that like your kid has to eat so like this many times a day, like your kid has to sleep this many hours a day and you as a parent need to spend as like this much time with the kid so the kid will grow up, you know, like psychologically healthy and stuff. But mindfulness is not about, you know, following just some script that somebody had given to you because mindful parenting is something that you need to figure out your style and to make it just to tailor it perfectly for your needs right. and for the needs of your kid. I can speak for, for myself. Like, I am not a very... How do I put it? I'm not a very involved mother in terms of, you know, playing games and being always present. There are some <laughs> things that I like to do with my son, but sometimes mm -hmm. when he wants to, you know, like role play with the cars, uh, like for three hours straight, I can handle it. I just, <laughs> I get so tired and so annoyed and just, I cannot, mm -hmm. you know, I cannot handle it. Meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. And so, uh, and I try to figure out, but, but he needs it, you know, he loves it and he needs it. He needs some like grown up to sit with him and role play like the same scenarios all over again. Mm -hmm. So I have to figure something out because I mm -hmm. want to be there for him and I want him to feel safe and I want him to feel comfortable, but also I don't want to like, you know, kill myself right. playing three hours of cars yeah. a day because that's impossible. So. <laughs> Sometimes it's good for the kids to play by themselves and yeah. have their own little thing going on anyways. It's all about finding balance, finding a balance. And I love the, you know, it sounds like you're saying self-reflection, you know, reflecting on the choices you've made and, you know, being okay with it, but also maybe sometimes knowing when you need to switch things up a little bit and, and just being flexible in, in what's happening, right? Within your family yeah. dynamic. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Tamara. It's been so great to talk to you. And I really hope that 
you know, the transition to Canada continues to get better and better and that you meet a community of people who will be there to help support you. And, you know, especially with this little one (laughs) on the way. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. I hope uh, that we managed to maybe um, uh, discuss some valid points that some people can relate to and that would have been really nice <laughs> absolutely and the huge part of it is just knowing you're not alone and other people are going through the having similar experiences right yeah i'm sure there's absolutely. hundreds of other parents out there that also absolutely. don't love playing cars for three hours <laughs> it's nice to hear that right oh yeah oh, um, yeah. we're not alone validation is everything <laughs> in parenting this is very true so we need to get more vocal about our problems i, I totally encourage it <laughs> i agree well thanks again tamara 